All right, good morning. Welcome to Redeemer Community Church. My name is Mitch Mayer. I'm the lead pastor here, and so glad to see you all. One of my favorite preachers is uh, a man named Alistair Begg. And I was watching a clip of him the other day, and he was talking about how often worship leaders or preachers like me can begin a worship service with, How's everybody doing? And he says, so often when I hear that, I want to say, I'm doing horrible. I'm tired. Had to get the kids out of bed this morning. Butted heads with my wife. Things aren't going well at work. Uh I'm feeling horrible. I'm doing terrible. Mark just said, I'm a mess. And he was urging preachers, leaders, not to so much ask, how's everybody doing? But to say, tell me what's true. We were just reminded by Mark and the team that you, God, are the king forever. No matter how you came in this morning, no matter how you're feeling, you may be feeling like a mess. You may have been button heads with your spouse. You may have been dragging kids to church this morning. But one thing is true, that Jesus Christ is the king forever, right now. We were reminded that your love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through, God's love for his people never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out. Isn't that good to know? We were just reminded that Jesus is the worthy lamb that was slain for us. And he's high and he's lifted up. That He gave his life for us, but that God highly exalted him to the right hand bestowed on him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that good to know? It's not so much how you and I are feeling, as important as that is, but I'm not so sure we want to know how each other's feeling. What we want to know is, tell me something true. So Mark and the team, thank you for that. Tell you where we're headed this morning. We're going to try to be done by about 11:35 this morning. We're going to break. I'm going to let you go get your kids if you'd like. Well, you need to go get your kids, and then I'm going to invite you all back in here. And we're going to get the Spanish congregation that's meeting over at the mill. We're going to invite them over, and we're hoping to start at 11:45, and um, you know, hopefully go 15, 20, 25 minutes of a church family meeting. Um, One of our elders, Aaron Doe, will be presenting to you kind of where we are financially as a church family right now. Another one of our elders, Chris Hollister, will be talking to you about our kids director search, our student director search, just catching our church family up on some things. And so that's going to happen after the service this morning. I hope you all can hang around for that. Um, And just a reminder, and to be honest, I'm not exactly sure. 
what we will make of it next Sunday. But it'll be the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Harvey and the devastation that it brought not only to Houston, not only to Katy, but even uh, to some in our church family. And so um, that's going to bring up, you know, just lots of emotions, more emotions for some of you than others. But certainly we want to take some time next week to recognize that and to pray, to thank God and, and, and ask Him to continue His mercies upon those families, not only here in our church family, but in our city and across greater Houston. Um, it's not over for them. It's not over. Hey, I hope you found a worship guide near you. Love for you to open that up. As we did last week, I, w- I want you to hold on to the Connecting at Redeemer card. We're going to collect that at the very end of the service. But if you're new to Redeemer and you haven't filled that out for us, I'd love for you to do that and give us as much information as you're comfortable giving us. On the back side is a place for everybody to write down a prayer request or a praise report. Um, but I'm going to ask you to hang on to it because I'm going to want you to ask you to check some of those boxes and maybe even do a couple other things with it at the end this morning. But also notice in the worship guide, the beginner Spanish class. Ileana Wheeler is part of our Spanish congregation. She is fully bilingual, and she has heard from some of you that, hey, you know, I used to take a little bit of Spanish, but I'd love a refresher. I'd love to to learn some more Spanish and, and get refreshed in it so that I can have better relationships with our brothers and sisters in our Spanish congregation. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, it's coming up on September 6th, 10 to 11.30 in the morning. We've got another women's Zumba and Bible study coming up starting Monday, September 10th, and then the Tuesday morning women's Bible study will get kicked off on Tuesday morning, September 11th. You'll also notice small groups, community groups are kicking off soon as well as in the upper right hand corner divorce care you can learn about most all of that if not all of that not only right there but also at redeemercommunity.life you can get on onto that it's not even an app you just go online to redeemercommunity.life and you can sign up for any of those things and there's even a contact us card if you've got some questions about this or that, you can even fill out a prayer request there. So keep that all in mind. Let's do this, let's break. You kiddos, K through fifth grade, you are dismissed if you would like to head on to Kids Church. The rest of you, why don't you stand, say hello to a new or an old friend and we'll get started in just a minute. If you're new to Redeemer, um, most of the time we preach through books of the Bible. We're going through the book of Acts right now. We've taken a short break from it um, to do a couple or a few things. We'll be back in the book of Acts really soon. I don't have a particular text to turn you to this morning, though I'm going to make mention of a few as we go along. Begin like this. Some significant staffing decisions were made back in April that led to a shaky summer. I think is at least the way that I felt about it. Um, we rejoice with Jared Coulter as he's landed back in Branson, Missouri. He's one of the area directors for K-Life now, and uh, we'll do a tremendous job with that. 
I meant to email out the news about Mount Farlow, but I forgot to. Matt is heading back to Fellowship Bible Church in Roswell, Georgia. That's the church he came to us from six years ago. And he's going to be a care pastor there. He and I had coffee together on Thursday afternoon, and it sounds like he's really excited about that role. But that led, it was a hard April when those decisions were made, and May was not a whole lot easier. And then we kind of headed into the crazy summer when everybody's here, there, and everywhere. And so I think shaky, at least for me, was a good way to describe it. Certainly, some anxiety and some unknowns over the summer. But at the same time, I'm really excited about where we are and where God may be taking us this fall. Back at the beginning of the summer, I said, you know what, on August 19th, I want to kind of give a state of the church address. I'm not so sure I'm as prepared to do that as I would like. But I'll at least say this, to say that Redeemer is stronger than ever would not be true. To say that Redeemer is strong may still be saying a bit too much. But we are far from weak. We are far from weak. When I look into your eyes, Every Sunday morning, and when you come up and say hello and give me a hug or shake my hand, the smiles on your face and the hope in your eyes and the passion that you have for Redeemer Community Church, it is, just to say it from your pastor to you, very comforting to me and exciting about what may be what I hope to be around the corner for us. So not stronger than ever, not even strong, certainly far from weak. I struggled to find a word, but maybe the best in my mind is preparing. I think God has us in a place where we are preparing, I hope, for a very, very bright future together. I woke up early this morning and I was thinking, is there any particular passage that, you know, just rings with what I'm feeling? And I'm going to share two verses out of context, all right? Out of context. But these, I think, kind of give the feel. We looked in Hebrews chapter 3 last week and we, we talked about the church that the author of Hebrews was writing to was a group of Jewish Christians who had come to faith in Jesus, but then persecution hit, hardship hit, and some of them were thinking to go back to their old ways. They were being tempted to to leave Christ and go back into Judaism because life would be so much easier. And the author was encouraging the church family to encourage one another to stay at it. Well, in chapter 5, he's speaking to this church, and and he wants to tell them some incredible things about Jesus Christ and take them a little deeper, if you will. But he says, concerning him, we have much to say, and it's hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, 
You have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. He's saying, boy, by this time you ought to be here, but, but you're still right here. When I think about Redeemer, I think about we just, you know, thank you so much for last, last week and celebrating 10 years and all of that. But I think, good night, I wish we were here. But in God's providence and ways, we're right here. But I think preparing for some good days ahead. Share a few things with you. As we seek to prepare, there are some leadership initiatives that we're looking to pursue this fall. I want to make note of them. Number one is to get some key leadership pieces in place. In particular, kids director, student director. And Chris Hollister will be telling you more about that in our church family meeting today. But it's worth saying again, thank you to Reuben and Christy McCain, to Chris and Kathy Hollister, to Craig and Mary Rimlinger serving as our student ministry steering team this summer. Not only did they hold it together, but in many ways I think it flourished. And thank you to Jana Robertson and Krista Williams and Bethany Stewart and Christina Pfeiffer and Sarah Harrington, who served as a Redeemer Kids Ministry steering team this summer. They have been wonderful, all of them. So Lord willing, we want to get these key leadership pieces in place. Kids ministry is important. Student ministry is important. And so we're excited about that. We're working towards it. Second thing I hope from a leadership perspective that we can accomplish this fall is to develop a much clearer answer to the question, where is God taking us together as a church family? Again, 10 years here at Redeemer. And as I've been thinking about that over the last couple of weeks and shared it somewhat length with my wife, several nights ago. I believe that it, it's been a faithful 10 years, but it certainly hasn't been as fruitful as I would hope and long for it to be. I think every one of us, maybe men in particular, but probably all of us, sometimes get to a point in our life where the expectations and the hopes and the dreams that we had for whatever it is we were putting our hand to do those expectations were unmet or those dreams didn't become a reality. I think that's a little bit true for me. I came 10 years ago. I would have hoped we would be in a much stronger place. I wish I could stand today and say we're stronger than ever. We can't. I can't. I tried to put a good face on about that. But I read this week, and it was, it was good for me to read. John Piper, right? y'all know I love him. He was talking about these sorts of things, and he said, occasionally, weep deeply over the life that you hoped would be. Grieve the losses. Feel the pain. Then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life that he's given you. 
think I was failing on that first few sentences. Not wanting to, to say, you know what? Not the kind of fruit I would have hoped to have borne in 10 years. Not where I wished we would be. All of my hopes and dreams haven't become a reality. And weep over that. I'm not much of a weeper, so I haven't cried yet. But grieve it. Feel that pain, Mitch. But then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life that he's given you. By God's grace, I'm going to do that. I often say, if you're still breathing, you're in the game. Well, I'm still breathing. And so as lead pastor at Redeemer, I'm still in the game. But I want the future to be clearer so that we can all aim at it together. If you were to ask me, Mitch, what's the vision of Redeemer Community Church? I could, I could quickly and clearly articulate to you our identity, I think. Our mission is to joyfully follow Jesus and help others do the same. That's what we're trying to do around here. And it's driven by five passions. The glory of God. The gospel of God. The word of God. The people of God. And mission of God. Those are our values, if you will. The things that motivate us around here. And our strategy is worship gatherings, discipleship groups, service teams, and mission circles. We want as many as we can to come to our worship gatherings so we can worship God together. We can hear from his word together. We can love one another to the extent you can in a group like this. And see each other in the foyer and encourage one another and catch up. But then discipleship groups, we want as many as we can to get into those smaller groups where you can begin to play out the one another's, of love one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, that kind of thing. You cannot do that in rows. You do that in circles. And in service teams, worship team, kids ministry team, student ministry team. I'm not even sure what we call our greeter team. First impressions team. We need to come up with a good name. But to get on one of those teams and to use your gifts and so and then mission circles that that we all leave here we're sent out from here to live on mission with jesus in your circle our circle in the world we've identified some marks seven marks that if they were more and more true of every one of us we'd be well on our way we want to be to be people who not for god's love but from god's love and the gospel seek god and love others and pursue holiness, and serve the church, and steward our resources, and share the gospel, and multiply disciples. I can share that with you, and I feel passionately about every bit of it. But if you were to ask me, yeah, Mitch, but, but where are we headed over the next five, ten years at Redeemer? I get fuzzy. And I sometimes get frustrated with that question. But it's a good question. And the elders and I have begun to talk about trying to, to answer that question with more clarity. Of who has God called us to be as Redeemer Community Church? And over these next five, seven, ten years, maybe, 
Where does God want us to go together? In 1 Thessalonians 4, the Apostle Paul said, Excel still more, excel still more. So however that ends up being articulated, I hope it means more faith and more love and more holiness and more disciples and more leaders and more initiatives and more missions, more joy in following Jesus and helping others do the same. So we want to get those key leadership pieces in place I hope this fall that we begin to answer the question better, where is God taking us as a church family? And then third, to develop a leadership culture, leadership development culture here at Redeemer. This has everything to do with the coaching that I've just begun. I was away for two and a half days in South Carolina and it will continue over this next year. But that we would be a place that cultivates disciples, yes. People who are intimate with Jesus Christ, yes. People who follow him, yes. People who live like Jesus, yes. We want to cultivate disciples. But by God's grace also, we would love to develop leaders not only folks who are intimate with Jesus, but who strive to be influential for Jesus in the lives of others. Not only people who live like Jesus, but hopefully, not only live like Jesus, but hopefully lead like Jesus. To come alongside as many of you as God will allow us to help us grow and character and in competencies and confidence so that more and more and more of us can say, hey, you could, you've been in that group. Hey, would you like to lead a group now? You can lead a group. You can lead that team. And then for some to be able to say, you know what, you can lead some leaders. And then maybe some, you can lead this ministry. And then some to say, you know what? You could go and plant a church. You could pack up your family and go be a missionary across the world. You could start a new initiative here at Redeemer Community Church and lead it for us. You could start a nonprofit here in our city that's meeting needs that aren't being met yet. That it would be a place where men and women older and even younger, are developing their competencies and their character and their confidence to be able to say, not only do I want to lead myself to follow Jesus, but I want to be used by him to help others do the same. I'll lead a group. I'll lead a team. I'll lead some leaders. I'll lead a ministry. I want to go plant a church. I want to go be a missionary. I want to go do this. By God's grace, that would be so. So as we seek to get these directors in place and develop a clear vision for the years to come and 
by His grace, develop a leadership and development culture at Redeemer. In the meantime, we want to stick to some basics. Um, oh, I went blank on his name. Who was the great coach for the Green Bay Packers? Uh, Lombardi. The story is on Lombardi that at the beginning of the year, every year with his players, he would gather them up and he would hold up a football and he would say, boys, this is a football. Every year, just getting back to the basics of blocking and tackling, throwing and catching. So as leaders as our elders press into those kinds of things, in the meantime, we want to stick to some basics. Number one, the gospel. This must be at the center of who we are at Redeemer Community Church. This amazing news of God and His love for sinners like you and me. Amen? God, through the perfect life, atoning death, and bodily resurrection of His Son, Jesus Christ, rescues all who turn to Him in faith. From the wrath of God into peace with God. With the promise of the full restoration of the whole created order in the ages to come, all to the praise of His glory. We want to be a gospel people who are not marked by legalism on the one hand that says, I have to perform, I have to obey God in order for Him to love me. No, 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 no. Nor do we want to be, here's a fancy word, an antinomian people that on the other hand says, you know what, God loves me so I don't have to obey Him. No, we want to be a gospel people. A gospel of the grace of God that says every one of us are sinners and every one of us, no, no one of us deserves God's love, but there's also nothing that we can do. I have to obey God in order for him to love me. No, that is not the gospel. The gospel is that you are a sinner and can't do anything to fix it, but God in his love has sent Jesus Christ to live the life you couldn't live, to die upon a cross, to pay the penalty for what you've done, and then God raised him from the dead. And any and all who believe in him and trust in him, their sins are forgiven, and his very spirit comes to abide in them and give them new desires and a new life. Such that the idea that, oh, good, I'm forgiven and loved by God, I can go do whatever I want, that that wouldn't even cross our minds. Legalism wouldn't cross our minds. We can't earn God's favor through our own good works, but nor would antinomianism. Because I'm forgiven, I can do whatever I want. No way. A gospel people, forgiven by His grace, empowered by His Spirit, to live, to joyfully follow Jesus and help others do the same. And so we want that to be at the center of what we do, the instrument, if you, which, if you will, from which everything else is tuned around here. I learned in preparation for this that in an orchestra, you tune everything to the oboe. Don't ask me why. I know nothing about music. Well, by God's 
grace at Redeemer. Let's tune everything to the gospel. Secondly, not only the gospel, but the word of God. And so soon enough, we'll be back in the book of Acts, verse by verse. And Matt Williamson is teaching through the Gospel of Luke in adult Sunday school. And Mark Wells is teaching through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, 7. And over in our student ministry, they're working through the book of Ephesians right now. And in our kids' ministry, some solid curriculum has been chosen. And in your community groups, I hope everything will be chosen. And it doesn't have to be through books of the Bible, verse by verse, but by but let's all tether it all, everything we do, to right here. This book is from God, it's true, and it's for us. All Scripture is inspired by God, and it's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And so, we want to stick to some basics. The gospel of Jesus Christ, and the preaching and the teaching of His words, Word and then prayer. Randy Long is a wonderful servant in our church and for a long, long time has been volunteering some hours throughout the week to help us on a number of different fronts. All the work that's been done with Feed the Hunger over the last couple of years and all of our connections into the city and a lot of the behind-the-scenes mission stuff with keeping up with missionaries and this, that, and the other. Randy Long has helped us. She's going to continue to do some more of that. But she came and met with me a couple of weeks ago, and we together said, boy, Randy, if you could help us become a more praying church, that would be wonderful. And she said, that's my passion. And so she's going to help us. How all of that will be fleshed out, we'll wait and see. But one thing I want to mention, it was mentioned last week, and I want to mention it again. Men, if you, if you can, there's a group of men who meet here on Monday mornings from 6 to 6.30, and they pray. Steve Drenth and Justin Pfeiffer. There's a group that now meets on Tuesday mornings. Mitch Mayer, Greg Jackson, Greg Smith. Come and join us 6 to 6.30. There's a group that meets on Wednesday mornings. Matt Williamson, Aaron Doe, Kale Kibbe, Chris Long. And there's a group that meets on Thursday morning, Hank Lerman and John Stevens. Now We know bunches of you can't. It's just impossible. You're up and gone. But maybe some of you can. Pick one of those mornings and come pray. Pray for us. Finally, I want to ask you to join some things. So as a leadership this fall, Lord willing, we want to get these key leaders in place. We want, to, we want to begin to develop a more clear answer as to what God would have us do in these coming years. And by His grace, we want to begin to, to develop leadership development culture here and in the meantime we want to stick to the gospel and we want to stick to his word and we want to stick to prayer finally I'm going to ask you to join some things as we are in the season of preparing for what God might have for us in coming 
years. Join the church. Join the church. We have not made much of this. And it's, it's to our, my shame of, of church membership. We don't talk about it much. And we haven't structured for it or put some things in place that would encourage it. I think it's important. I think it would, it, it needs a sermon. Maybe one of these days, spend some time on it. Bunches of you are members of Redeemer Community Church. And yet bunches of you are not. And you've been here for years, some of you. And you've been serving. And you've been giving. And you've been praying. You've done everything that a, a good member would do. But we've never come alongside you and, and, if you will, made it official that you would officially be a part of the Redeemer Community Church family. I want to encourage you to do that. If you call this place home, if this is your church family, would you consider officially joining Redeemer? Over the next couple of weeks, I'll be reaching out to some of you that I think fit into that category, and we'll just be encouraging you if that's something that you would like to do. A couple of things we have in place, though. Um, if you're new to Redeemer, and you just you say, well, Mitch, I, I don't even know enough about this church to become a member. I mean, next Sunday, right after church, I'm going to host a newcomer lunch. And I'd love for you to be here. Your kids are invited. It's very informal. I just share a broad vision of Redeemer. You get a chance to ask, or ask and I'll try to answer your questions. You get to meet some new folks. And uh, it's just a good initial place to begin to learn more about this church family. And then, beginning on September 9th, so not September 2nd, Labor Day weekend, but September 9th, 16th, and 23rd for three weeks, I'm going to teach a membership class during the 9.15 Sunday school hour. Uh, we'll find one of these rooms or we'll be in here and we'll just we'll spend some more time talking about the vision of Redeemer Community Church, the doctrine of Redeemer Community Church, the organization, this, that, and the other, answering any and every question that you might have with a view towards, I hope, you becoming a member of Redeemer Community church. So first, join the church. Second, join a discipleship group. Worship gatherings, discipleship groups. In rows with one dude talking, me. In circles where there's opportunity to get to know folks better. There's opportunity to love one another and pray for one another, encourage one another, and the like. We offer community groups. These are places for men and women to gather. We also have women's groups, the Monday evening and the Tuesday morning. We have a men's group that meets together on Friday mornings. And talking with Joey the other day just about a possible plan for Tuesday nights. 
We have divorce care that will get kicked off again the first couple of weeks of September. If you or someone you know may be going through that heartache, that's a good place to get into a smaller group. And then finally, join a service team. So join the church, if you will. Join a discipleship group and join a service team. Worship, gatherings, discipleship groups, service teams. I heard this illustration the other day. I think it's pretty good. I was meeting with a pastor buddy here in town and he shared I'd never heard of it. But we all know somebody who's um, had a stroke and we've seen the debilitating effects of a stroke, right? For some, it becomes trouble speaking. For maybe others, it's blurry or double vision. For still others, it's the inability to use an arm or use a leg. Their body just doesn't work as it should. It doesn't work to its potential because some part of the body is no longer bringing its unique contribution to the table. And so a person who's had a stroke may talk funny or not be able to see very well, or they may limp, or they just can't do some things because they don't have the use of... Not all parts of their body are coming to the table with their unique contribution, and so that body is not at full strength. You obviously can see where this one goes. Every one of God's people has been uniquely gifted to play a special part in the life of a church family, which is a body. And some are eyes, and some are ears, and some are arms, and some are legs, and some are feet, and some are this and some are that. And every one of those parts of the body are meant to be functioning together. In that passage where Paul lays that out in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about the gifts that God gives to each and every one of his people, and he says that they, those gifts are for the common good. You've been gifted for the common good. You are a part of this body and you are to bring your unique abilities, your gifts to the table for the common good. In 1 Peter 4, Peter talking about spiritual gifts given to God's people, he says, employ them in serving one another. Are you using your unique gifts for the common good of Redeemer? Are you employing your unique gifts in serving the church family? I hope you will, if you're not already. So many of you are. It'll come as no surprise to you for me to say that we have needs in kids' ministry. It's like an eternal need, right? In our elementary ministry, K through 5th grade, during the 9-15 Sunday school hour, historically we've had K and 1st, 2nd and 3rd, 4th and 5th. 
Right now, we've got them combined together. K, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And it's because we, don't, we, we haven't had anybody say, hey, we'll take that class. Oh, sure. We would love to teach those kids about God. Come on, honey. Let's go for it. So there's a need that we have also in our preschool ministry during the 1030 hour. And so this is on a rotating basis. But there we have needs in our two-year-old room and also in our walker room at 1030 and then also in our music ministry. Bethany Stewart and Sarah Merkel and Sarah Edwards have been leading so much of that music ministry, but Sarah Edwards is going to be moving. And so they're looking for some help there. But it's not just kids' ministry, right? It's all the ministries of Redeemer. Maybe over the last several weeks you've seen Mark Wells either out there on the screens or in the worship gods. He would, he would love if any of you can sing or you can play, can bring some Unique gifts to bear on the worship team. That would be awesome. Antonio is helping us with our assimilation ministry and slowly but surely is going to be doing some more organization with our greeters, ministry, and the like. Join a team. So, I'm excited about the year ahead. I'm hopeful. Ten years from now, ten years from now, we'll look back on the last ten years and just overjoyed at not only faithfulness, but fruitfulness. Disciples, faith, love, holiness, missions, and this, that, and the other. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for the good news of the gospel that everyone here this morning who believes is yours. Forgiven, accepted, adopted into your family and loved and filled with hope at the future because your promises are true. We thank you for the gospel and pray that you would help this church to be ever faithful to that message of the grace of God in Jesus Christ for sinners like us. We thank you for your word. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to your salvation. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. What a gift your word is. May Redeemer stay right here. And oh God, thank you for the access we have to you in prayer. 
I love the Lord because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call upon him as long as, he li- as I live. The psalmist said, you've inclined your ear to your children, to your church. Oh, would you find us calling upon you, taking hold of you in prayer, persevering in prayer, devoted to prayer. God, may this be a place of love. May it be a place of joy. May it be a place of spiritual growth. A place of maturing. A place of ministry. A place that brings you great honor and great glory through the worship of our hearts and the obedience of our lives. God, would you bless us? Would you strengthen us? Would you use us in one another's lives and in the lives of the men, women, and children in our city and even in the lives of people around the world? Would you use us as a blessing? And we'll pray this in the strong and the powerful glorious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.